episode 72 of Music Raygun. I'm Paul Ciampanelli. I'm Kirk Pinchon. This is the show where we pick a music-related topic, then we watch video clips about that topic and talk about the clips. Hey, Kirk. Hey. What's today's topic? Today's topic is them drums. Drums. We're hitting the skins. Yeah, we're going back to an episode about one instrument. Yeah. Which these seem to be favorites. Yeah. As well uh, they should. They're yeah. fine. And, uh... I think the only reason we've taken this long to get to drums is because we knew that this episode was going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and so we didn't want to, like, we wanted to save it. Yeah. yeah. There's no there's no rush because yeah. we know it was going to be great. Everyone loves the drums. Here's the thing about the drums. As I was uh, driving here thinking about this. Yeah. Everyone thinks they can play them. <laughs> oh, I don't. Oh, my God. I know some people are like, yeah, I think I'd be good on drums. So many people I know, no matter what the music they like, they're just like... Yeah, I think I could play them. I think I could play them. It's the last instrument I think I could play because it's so physical and requires physical coordination. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't play drums for the same reason I could never play sports. Like, I'd just be hopeless. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no way. I'm completely mystified and impressed by great drums. I I am one of those uh, jagweeds is like... I could probably play the drums. <laughs> Maybe you could. Maybe. I mean, you're Maybe. more of an athlete than me. I, I, I Everybody I, is. <laughs> I have not really played drums, but like I've played uh, percussion, I guess yeah. you should say. Yeah. I've played percussion, which is like just, you know, standing, hitting, you know, various percussive instruments. Yeah. The other thing about drums is we've talked before about as as much as we tout ourselves to be music nerds, we're not music theorists or musicians at all good lord no i I mean i took six years of piano lessons as a kid so i have some basic knowledge Mm -hmm. of of music theory and i can sort of read music not i can read music the way i can speak spanish which is i took a couple years of high school and know some of the words okay right yeah but putting this episode together i realized i have even less of the language of drumming music theory yeah and and an understanding of percussion and timing and how that works mm-hmm. um but on that point let's just watch the first video sure uh let's get a drum lesson mm-hmm. from bernard pretty purdy do you know vaguely the because the nickname sounds familiar yeah because he played with everybody uh aretha franklin mm-hmm. he was in king curtis's band i don't know king curtis uh, King Curtis did Memphis Soul Stew. Do you know that song? No. Okay. Memphis Soul Stew is this great song from the mid sixties, which is, um, it's this, it's, it's not a novelty song, but it's got this fun conceit where King Curtis introduces it and he goes, today's special is Memphis Soul Stew. So many people ask us, you know, what we put mm-hmm. in a Memphis Soul Stew and we're going to tell you right now. And he's like, I need a quarter cup of bass. And then the bass <laughs> comes in. Boom, 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 I boom, like boom, that boom. a lot. And he's like. Now I need a pound of fat back drums. And then then the drums come in. And he he starts calling out like for the ingredients. And the different musicians come in. Yeah, that's very cool. It's very charming. And uh, Bernard Pretty Purdy provides the pound of fat back drums. Alrighty. And they were also uh, Aretha Franklin's band. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, He also played with Steely Dan. Well, then he's the greatest person so alive. <laughs> and he played with everybody. Yeah. He played with Miles Davis. He played with James Brown. Wow. Paul and Oates. Uh, he's just one of those session guys mm-hmm. who's like the best. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to watch him teach you how to play the Purdy Shuffle. Which oh, okay. is his particular, you know, the way that like 
Uh, Bo Diddley has the Bo Diddley beat. Like yeah. it's his signature sort of signature beat. beat. Yeah, and he's gonna teach us how to put it together in a very Memphis Soul Stew kind of way. Okay, he's gonna teach you all the different parts, and then he's gonna put, put it, it all together. together. And he, you have never seen anyone enjoy themselves more than Bernard Pretty Purdy enjoys playing the drums. <laughs> this is the greatest. All I've right. watched this video so many times. <laughs> Like he's just he's like I'm just gonna keep playing. Yeah. We all know about the triplet. Because timing is perfect. We know that the triplet represents twelve four. I love that he's just talking theory we as he plays like it's nothing. Represents twelve eight two. But you didn't know <laughs> that it represents the Purdy Shuffle. <laughs> It's almost like a stand-up routine. You know he's as done this before. Yeah. We might do that at the end as well. But for the time... Do you, what I year was this? I don't know. I don't know. It feels like late 70s or 80s or something. He's 80 years old now, so... Uh, oh, okay. This has got to be in the last 50 years. This is a triplet. And it grooves like anything. Ah, 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 That laugh. I like this. I like this <laughs> He just looks like your grandpa. Yeah. Now, let's make that 12-8. Right? Oh, wow. It's good because I don't know the terminology, but when he says that, I go, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See? You didn't know you were doing it. <laughs> no, I did not. Twelve eight. Kirk. I mean, he says it, so it is. Now, now we'll move from It's literally feels like he's teaching you how to cook. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is like a cooking video. Yeah. yeah. This is exa- exactly what cooking videos are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, now that we've got the 12-4 and the 12-8, I'm going to explain to you. Remember that word. I'll try. Call explain. Not explain, but I'm going to explain to you <laughs> what the Purdy Shuffle is all about. It's just the Purdy Shuffle? Yeah. It's going to surprise you. It's quarters. God, that laugh is the best. It's eight. It's sixteen. It's dotted. And it's also triplets. <laughs> remember those triplets? I remember the triplets from the beginning. Yeah. It's all of them. Oh, guys, put it all together. I can't wait to see the stew. But you want to know something else? 
Yeah, tell us. It's also half. Look. <laughs> which brings about half time. And you can also add to that a whole note. I mean, I truly have no idea what he's saying, but I'm fascinated by it nonetheless. I have somewhat of an yeah. idea. There you go. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> he likes playing drums with me. He enjoys his job. Mm -hmm. More fun than this? You know that they all work together when you put them together. And as long as you groove. You got a groove. Wow. Jeez, so much goes into it. Yeah. You still think you can do it? Well, <laughs> half of it. No. Not this. It's just quarter notes, eight notes, sixteenth notes, dotted. I mean, it's really nothing. Halves, which brings about half yeah. time. And you can also add in a whole note. I mean, any idiot can do it. <laughs> Oh, he's feeling it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's feeling it. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about those ghost notes. Ain't nothing but rebound. <laughs> Don't worry about the ghost notes, Kurt. Ain't nothing but rebound. Sir, mm -hmm. yep. I recall. I'm a big fan of hitting the rim. Oh yeah, I love that sound. Wow. This is like the perfect angle for him to do this. Yeah, you can see it all how it's done. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's a little dancing in there. He does a little arm waggle yeah. like uh, when you press pop little, and fresh his belly. A little like congratulatory dance. Yeah. That was great. He loves it. Yeah. I like it too. Loves his job. So now you know how to drum. Well, I already knew now how to drum. Now you can do the purdy shuffle. Now I can do the purdy yeah. shuffle. So there's a bunch of stuff I can do now. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Introduce your first Well, clip, now please. we're going to learn some more music. Yeah. And we're going to learn about the funk. Oh, no, this is another drumming lesson? This is another drumming lesson with Miss right. Sheila E. Okay. Ooh. So this is a real quick video yeah. uh, her, of her describing what funk is when you're playing funk drums. Which is great, too, because it, it also mirrors some of, of what uh, Pretty was saying yeah. about ghost notes and things like that, which mm -hmm. is great. But what's fascinating about this video is she's going to explain funk drumming to uh, Miles uh, Copeland. 
Uh, or wait, Stuart uh, Copeland? Stuart Copeland. Oh, Miles from the police? Yes. Yes, Miles Copeland. Stuart Copeland from the police. And Stuart gets way geeky. He gets so excited. He's a huge fucking dork. He's a guy. huge yeah. fucking dork. <laughs> and just his excitement of learning funk. Yeah. And then at the end, they play together, and it's very it's very cool. Okay, great. Funk music, to me, growing up listening, the first, I think, funk kind of rhythm that I heard was James Brown. Right I there, just a geek. <laughs> He's all excited. <laughs> Oh, she's so great. Yep. Yeah, right? Tight. And, and a lot of that, that funk is being simple. You just have to lay right there. It's a feeling. Playing funk music is really, you know, those ghost notes, those in between. Yeah. yeah. Just like crazy. If you're playing a pattern like that. Straight two and four. If you go add some ghost notes to that, yeah, it is really all the ghost notes. Yeah, it's the notes you're not playing. It's the notes you're not playing. Yeah, especially about Sheila E. Is like she never wanted to be a solo artist. Yeah, uh, she's a drummer. She's a drummer from her family of drummers and and, and musicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Prince Discover was like, oh no, you're you got charisma. You're going to be a, a front too. Yeah, she's like. Okay, I guess so. Right, yeah. We're going to talk about someone else like that later. Oh, interesting. Give shape to the air between the beats, in a way. Less is more is when not to play. So even if we have all of this here, doesn't mean that I have to play it all. I love that. If it means Mm -hmm. I should just stay right here for like 20 minutes. I'm going to stay right there. I won't do a fill. I won't start soloing on the hi-hat while I'm playing, thinking about James Brown and his drummers. They played just their part, and that was it. The discipline is when not to play. You know, the, the, the space in between patterns is the most important part of rhythm. Yeah, Uh-huh. Don't have to play. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Sing a little kiss. The, um... Oh, I think it's in another one that he plays with you a couple of uh, she plays just through a couple of There was a, um, I used to have a neighbor who was a musician and also did a lot of uh, music for movies and stuff. Yeah. And he said this in the best way, not about Sheila E, but about Stuart Copeland. Yeah. He said, Stuart Copeland's drumming is fussy. And I was like, <laughs> it is fussy. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I love his drumming. I don't mean that in a negative. I just mean, that's just how I describe his, his, you like listen to the police and you hear him drumming. You're like, yeah, it is fussy. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, everything that Sheila E was just saying not to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is what Stewart does. Yeah. And it, but it works for the police. Yeah. I, I, I've never paid much attention to the drum uh, in police songs, and now I kind of want to go back. Yeah. And if you to listen, it. it's interesting. If you listen to like um, every little thing she does is magic. Yeah. You're just like, is that the fussiest? It's drumming? pretty fussy. Or yeah. like walking on the moon. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, you could just basically play straightforward. Yeah. But he's doing all these things, but it makes it great and it makes it like a, a, a signature sound. Yeah. But yeah, once you once I heard that he's fussy, I cannot unhear it when he when I hear plays. That's like when you first pointed out to me how amazing the bass line in, in Rio by Duran Duran is. <laughs> yeah. And now whenever I hear that song, all I can hear is the bass. And I'm glad for it because yeah. it is amazing. It's great. It's but great. if I never Picked that one out before, yeah. And now I just like zoom in on 
the bass. Oh, fantastic. So I'm going to go and listen to those yeah. release songs. Listen, just, just listen just, to those fussy drums. Just listen to the hits and you'll be like, oh, wow. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of, everything she does is magic, is, is way fussy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's get another drum lesson. Please. From my favorite guitar player. I was just wondering because I saw that and I was like, wait, what? Yeah, Jay Maskus. Okay. He was he was a drummer first. I did not know that. Yes, he was a drummer first, just like Joey Ramone was a uh-huh. drummer first. Uh, and Jay Maskus is going to give us a little punk drumming lesson. Okay. Now, there's a video I almost used of Marky Ramone talking about uh, playing with the Ramones. Mm-hmm. I didn't use it because he's actually a little boring. Although it's fun to hear his Queen Eyes, hi, I'm Marky Ramone. <laughs> yeah, Ramones. that monotone. But basically his whole point is like people talk uh, about the Ramones and how it's easy to play Ramones because mm. you don't have to know how to play music. And mm-hmm. I talk about that all the time. Yeah. Punk is great because punk musicians don't know how to play their instruments. Yeah. But the point he was playing is like that doesn't mean it was easy because it was so physically taxing oh, to totally. play that fast. He was like, Johnny only played j- downstrokes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, a lot of drummers can't play Ramon songs because, you know, it's easy when you're just hitting quarter notes, sort of, you know, swinging your whole arm. But with the Ramones, you're playing really fast 16ths with just your wrist. And it's, you know, you have to be able to do that for an hour and a half. It's exhausting. Yeah. So that was basically his point. So uh, Jay Maskus is going to teach us some different punk drum patterns, including the Ramones pattern and some other ones that are like... Yeah, they're not astonishingly intricate, but they are astonishingly fast. Is there a reason why Jay Maskus switched to guitar? I don't remember the story. Remember the story he told about how he went to buy a guitar? Yes. And he was going to get a Fender Strat, yes. but he couldn't afford it. And so he just got the Jag, and now like the Jag is his signature yeah. guitar. But I don't remember why he switched. Okay. Um, but he still knows how to play drums, and he'll, he'll talk about that a little bit here. Quick, quick little thing. I guess I consider myself a drummer that plays guitar because oh. I started on drums. I've always written the drum parts. I hear it as part of the song. You know, I guess a lot of people don't hear the drums as part of a song, but I kind of hear the chords and the drums and the melody is kind of, that's what I hear. This is uh, Start Chopping by Dinosaur Jr. Pretty, oh, okay. pretty basic. Yeah. Not particularly punk, but... Yeah. Just straightforward yeah, I can rock. run through some uh, punk rock drum beats. The D beat. Oh, <laughs> Classic, yeah. 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 Here's the Ramones. Oh, God, look at his wrist. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But it's interesting that you, you think of, like, punk rock, you think there's no oh, rules or anything, but there are certain patterns. Yeah. When Robo played with Black Flag, he had a weird style that a lot of people don't seem to be able to... It's like, because he does, this, like, on the hi-hat instead of this great thing. He's like... Oh, wow. This That's is a cool fascinating. Thing. Jesus. BFTFB. I don't know what that stands for. Yeah, I was just about to ask you. But they're all very distinct beats for. Yeah. What? There you go. Wow. Again, 
It's not elegant, but no. it's impressive. Like I can't physically do that. to do that for that long. Even yeah. even even for you know, like I'm going to do a three minute punk song that fast. It's exhausting. Yeah, yeah. But that I, I just like that clip because when you hear the drum beats isolated like that, you're like, yeah, I totally know that sound. Yeah, like each individual one. Yeah, you know, you hear the D beat, you're like, yeah, I've heard that in a bunch. As of soon songs. as you play the D beat, I was like, I I totally know exactly yeah. what he means. Yeah, so that's fun. it's cool that there's almost like you know it's almost codified in a way. Yeah, but because drums is, like I said at the top of the show, I don't know music theory, and drums is even an extra step outside my musical knowledge. I didn't know that that was called the D-beat. No. I don't know why it's called the D-beat. Yeah. Um, But I just thought that was an interesting clip. And you know, I got to get some punk in there. I was just amazed that uh, you you got some more Jay Maskison that's not guitar. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Always time for Jay. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Tell us about your next clip. Oh, yeah. Because now we're getting into some music. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to play. This is my favorite drummer. And shockingly, oh. it's the third guy from Chic. We oh, had, um, yeah. Um, Bernard- Tony, Tom- Tony Thompson. Oh, okay. So we did. We did oh, Bernard our, was the bass player. Bernard Edwards was the bass player. Right, we right. did that in the bass episode. Mm-hmm. Of course, we had the Niles mm-hmm. uh, uh, one. And uh, I was thinking, you know what? You got to have Tony Thompson in. Because he is a vastly underrated drummer. Right, we we talked about yeah. the power station before. Yes, I think because of their cover of was it Banger Gong? Banger Gong. Yeah, we did right. cover Banger Gong. This is Robert Palmer. This is Robert Palmer. The two tailors from Duran Duran and, and, and Tony Thompson. And, Tony Thompson. Yeah. and it was literally just, uh, uh, mostly John Taylor. It got Andy Taylor like, hey, we're on a hiatus from Duran Duran. Mm-hmm. They'd already worked with Niles. Or Nile, does he know? Nile. Yeah, Nile. And uh, I was like, they're like, we should put a band together. And they're like, well, you should get Tony. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. You should. So this is actually my, the Power Station really only had one album because they had this one big album and then Robert uh, Palmer's like, I'm out. Yeah. Um, and then when they toured, they toured with Michael Desbar. Daybar? Desbar? I know that name. Uh, yeah. Uh, his his wife, Pamela, is a little more famous. Oh, the, the famous groupie. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, to me, Power Station is uh, Tony Thompson. And this is this drumming is loud and insane. It's great. And it's real funky, even though it's rock. So and what song is, are we talking this is about? Their, this is their biggest set, uh, Some Like It Hot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Glossy 80s production. This whole song is drunk. It's a little bit Robert Palmer. Yeah. Um, But just, I've always, I've always loved this drum. And it just keeps going throughout. It's just so much of it. And it's just so hard. Like he, not that he, I, I feel like he's hitting it really hard. Yeah. Um, and it's to me, it's amazing because you're like, oh, this is the disco drummer of Chic. Yeah, yeah. It's there's power in the drums, but it's not like punishing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It all serves to finish. To, it all serves the the funk of the song. And I, again, it's like I don't even know what he's doing on the drums. I don't know what he's playing. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's Robert Palmer in a freestyle. Why is he dressed as a priest? Because it was the 80s, Paul, and he needed to have visuals. But was that something he did at the time? Or well, just something for this video? Straight up for this video. Okay. For no other reason. Um, 
I Tony, think I've heard this song. Yeah, before. this was a huge song when they came out. Um, and this was um, Tony passed away too. He, he he's been dead for quite like ten years. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So it's Nile is really the only one left yeah. in the original uh, Big Apple band. Still alive and kicking. Still alive kicking. Still doing his thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was always really in, enthralled by. It. And then, like, when I went back and listened to more Chic, you're like, oh, my God, Tony Thompson's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that whole band is amazing. The whole band, yeah. just the, the musical talent of it. Is it, which, which Taylor is the guitar player? John is the... Uh, Andy is the guitarist. Okay. Why is John it, is the bassist. Why is Andy Taylor dressed up like Stevie Ray Vaughan in this video? He always dressed like that when he wasn't in Duran Duran. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, no, no, no. That's John playing bass. Oh, I thought with I the thought, hat. Yeah, that's John. Oh, I thought I saw that yeah. was the guitar. That's Andy. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, you're right. I I can't confirm or deny if Andy's a good guitar. Um, <laughs> I, do, I don't know. It doesn't. Do you like his guitar playing? It's fine. Okay. You know, I just know that John is an amazing bassist, and yeah. Tony Thompson is a fantastic drummer. Yeah. And then I think Tony was one of those guys that. Once Sheik broke up, they were just his drummer in demand. Yeah. They're like, we need Tony Thompson. He's like, okay, I'll play on whatever. I'll tour. Doesn't matter. Get, get, get paid. Yep. I'm trying to see if John is playing like a six string bass. Because it looked like a. I want to say a, maybe a five string. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, I. I hear the bass now, but even growing up, to me, it was always just like, I love this drum. Yeah. Yeah, it's very 80s. The whole thing, the sound of it, the look of yeah. the video. Oh, yeah. What year was it? 85? 85. Yeah. 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 This was, this was the uh, Duran Duran's on hiatus. Yeah. So it's Power Station versus Arcadia. Who do you like better? Arcadia. Arcadia was the... Um, Simon LeBond, Nick Rhodes, oh, offshoot. Oh, okay. And they had a song that called Election Day. Yeah. Sounds exactly like any Duran Duran. It's good. It's a good song. Really <laughs> yeah. good song. But you're like, this is just Duran Duran. But if you have to choose between the oh, two, you choose Power Station. I'd like Power Station because yeah. of Tony Thompson. Because of Tony <laughs> uh, Okay, let's uh, let's talk some hip-hop. Sure. Do you know what the Amen Break is? Not by name, but I'm sure once I hear it, I'll be like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you will. Yeah. It's one of the most... Used samples in hip hop more than uh, because there's one that's called the Funky Drummer. That's from a James Brown. That's from James Brown. It, it, I I don't. I mean, they've both been used yeah. thousands of times. I don't know which one yeah. has more, but they're both way up there. It, the Amen Break is from a uh, song called Amen Brother by a funk band called the Winstons in 1969. Oh, you never. Remember. It was a B side. It wasn't like a hit single mm-hmm. or anything. It didn't become famous until. Someone dug it up in yeah. the 80s and used it for hip-hop, and then everyone used it. So we're going to watch a little mini-documentary, uh, just a couple minutes long, about the Amen break. Okay. And you'll see some of the songs that's been used in. One in particular is probably the most famous. Oh, great. But as soon as you hear it. What you're about to hear are six seconds that change the course of music history. Oh. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, you've heard that. Yeah. A million right. times. Yeah. So much so that I don't even think it, I never thought it was part of a song. Yeah. 
This four-bar drum solo is possibly the most sampled piece of recorded music ever. This is the Amen Break. In 1969, folk soul band The Winstons released a single called Color Him Father. The B-side of that record was a groovy, horn-driven rendition of a traditional gospel song called Amen Brother. At 1 minute and 25 seconds, oh my God, drummer J.C. Coleman takes a solo. Oh, oh Jesus. Father would win yeah. the Grammy Award for Best R&B Song, but Amen Brother would remain nothing more than a B-side for years. Enter Breakbeat Lou. Alright, so from the top? Yeah. Louis Flores, aka Breakbeat Lou, Bronx DJ since 1974. Lou and his late partner Lenny Roberts started making compilations for DJs called Ultimate Breaks and Beats. My role mainly was to help him select the records, and then I started becoming the editor and the recording engineer for these particular records. The first Ultimate Breaks and Beats included a half dozen tracks, including, of course, Amen Brother. It's just oh, that little it's so good. Even now, I'm like, oh, it's still so organic, good. Organic, larger than life, big present style of drums. The way the drums are tuned, the way they are played, the way the hi-hat is going is real soft but real rhythmic. And the way the kicker's head is hard, he's like a heavy leg, the snare is snapping in your face. There's so many depths to this particular drive. There's nothing else like it. As young DJs became producers, they slowed down the Amen break and used it as the foundation in early hip-hop songs. Notably, NWA's Straight Outta Compton. Oh yeah, they did slow it down. Fascinating. Yeah. NWA, straight out of Compton's, straight out, Amen Brother. If you look at the excitement of and the message that record was sending, I don't think any other drum break could have made it the way it was. Throughout the 90s, the influence of the Amen break continued to spread. The sample became a defining element to drum and bass and jungle music, like this track by English DJ Dillinger. Oh my god. According right? to the online database Who Sampled, by the end of 2018, the break has appeared in over 3,000 songs. <laughs> That's insanity. <laughs> right? It just gives you an That's idea insanity. of... insanity. Like, sampling is an art unto itself. Just, you know, some songs will just take a, a yeah. hook of a song. Yeah. Of a proven hit and yeah. reuse it. But the art of like just finding those breaks on obscure ass songs, just yeah. like crate digging DJs, yeah. finding like this eight seconds of some random B side, yeah. being like, this sounds great. And then it built 3,000 yeah, songs. 3,000 songs. Slowing it down, speeding it up, yeah. remixing it. Chopping it up. Yeah, exactly. By David Bowie. Oh, yeah. I love this song. Silas by Slipknot. Slipknot? Yeah. And contemporary electronic acts like Skrillex. <laughs> oh my god. To think of the impact that it's had in multiple genres is incredible. We had no idea that the sampling craze was going to become what it has. Even though we didn't release CDs about the impact of Ultimate Breaks and Beats having invoked people to create CDs as bootlegs, full cover, credits, and everything behind it. Hmm. After putting out 25 volumes of Ultimate Breaks and Beats, Lou saw the industry changing and decided to walk away from... Oh, he has a delicious vinyl shirt on. Mm -hmm. of Ultimate Breaks and Beats I knew you would clock that. Oh, I love that shirt. People wanted to put a face to the album's creators, and Lou was coaxed out of retirement. I want y'all to give it up for Breakbeat Lou on the wheels of steel. I had no idea of the appreciation for the compilation had become an appreciation for Lenny and myself. Then when they found out I was a DJ, also, then they were like, well, also come back and DJ. 
just been a, a snowball effect of the appreciation for what we contributed to the culture. <laughs> it is humbling. It is mind-boggling. I love that that's that concept. It's young and old. Yeah. Become a part of music history in that sense. Oh my god, that was fascinating. Yeah. It's the it, Amen break. I mean, you didn't even realize how many times you no, heard it. No, yeah. no, it's so recognizable. And then to hear it like in David Bowie's Little Wonders. Like, yeah. Oh my God, I didn't even realize it. Yeah. That was amazing. It's just Holy one of those shit. ingredients now. That yeah. Does. It's just, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like it's like salt now. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, it's got to go in. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay, I was very curious to see that you picked <laughs> yes. this next clip, but happy for it. Oh, good. Yeah. This is... Um, my favorite Led Zeppelin song. That doesn't surprise me at all. Because it's funky. It's way up on my list, too. Yes. It's not just funky, but it's like a suite. Yeah. So there's so many different parts yes. to it. Of course, we're talking about what song? Fu- talking about Fool in the Rain. From their last album. Uh, In Through the Outdoor. Yeah. 1980. Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, I love this song. I know there's like a lot of Led Zeppelin purists like, Meh. Oh, what people who shit on Fool in the Rain? Yeah, no, fuck those people. I agree. Fuck it goes people. into that salsa part. Yeah, it's irresistible. It's fucking killer. Yeah, and the reason why I love it is because of John Bonham. I also love it because John Bonham plays the Purdy Shuffle in this song. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, there's definitely a Purdy Shuffle. Oh, in that's awesome. Yeah. So we're gonna listen to the isolated track of it. Often cited as the best drummer of all time. I don't know about that, but he's way up there. He's way up there. Yeah. He is legit the reason why I like Led Zeppelin. Yeah. I'm not liking Led Zeppelin for Jimmy Page. <laughs> you know, John Paul Jones is a great, not just a great bass player, but he was the true musician. I've heard that. And that's just one of those that is just never really a clock with me because yeah. I like the drums. I, I like, shockingly, like a lot of Led Zeppelin. It doesn't shock me at all. I mean, when I was in high school, I bought every Led Zeppelin mm-hmm. album and listened to nothing but Zeppelin for like at least a solid year of my life. Yeah. I went deep in Led Zeppelin, so... I have not shocked, yeah. and I have no disagreements with. Yeah, you. I think. I mean, for me, I, I could again because I'm not a guitar guy. I yeah. could replace Jimmy Page. I could replace Robert Plant. You could find better guys than that. Yeah, I'll say Jimmy, Jimmy Page is a great guitar. Yeah. Like they were all good musicians. Yeah. yeah, but to me, that John Bomb was just just the way he played his powerhouse. Insane. Yeah. So yeah, you just can hear the isolated, the isolated drum track, which is really the best part of the song. <laughs> It's amazing. Yeah. Look at that. They were all drunk. Yeah. Ah. Yep. Right away. Insane. I love this song. It's so good. It is. So, so good. Bonzo. Yeah. I, uh, th- and this is like, I got into Led Zeppelin, when I got into the Zeppelin way late. Like, I yeah. started liking Led Zeppelin, like, in my early 20s. Oh, yeah. When they released that box set in the early I 90s? I think so. Just, yeah. My roommate had a lot of Zeppelin. Yeah. So, I actually made, even made a Zeppelin mix. But I always, when Fool in the Rain came out when I was 10, I was like, oh, this is great. Even now, when it comes on the radio, it's just like... Yeah, rank it this up. This should feel good. Yeah. <laughs> this should feel real, real good. And it's and, and lyrically, it's one of those twist ending songs, like uh, the Pina Colada song. I don't even understand what the lyrics are. The lyrics are about a guy who's waiting. Basically, 
It's a very simple story. Guy's waiting on the corner mm-hmm. in the rain for his woman, mm-hmm. and she doesn't show up, <laughs> and he thinks he's been stood up, and then he realizes he's on the wrong corner. I had no idea <laughs> yeah. that was. That's great. Yeah, and then he goes running off like to the right place. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Now that now that I'm an expert on the pretty shuffle, yeah, I can totally hear it. It's right there. It's right there. Yep. And I'm With like flashy. Yep. He had jump on Heaven and like I'm gonna do the pretty shuffle. Yeah. He Whether had or not it. he knew that it was the yeah. pretty shuffle, he had the yeah the language the language. He had the to language. Do it. Yeah. I would be surprised if he didn't. But you're right. Even if he did, yeah. he'd have the language. For this it. is still the pretty shuffle. But once he started playing that flashy yeah. symbol, it was yeah. like that's exactly what pretty what he was talking about. Yeah. Oh, I love Synergy, Paul. <laughs> I love it. It's all coming together. Yeah, that's why I was psyched when you chose this. Yeah. I was like, oh, great, we can connect the this, two. This was there the, it is again. Oh, yeah, there it is. This is my first video. This is the one when we were doing drums. Oh, wow. I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, I didn't know there was an isolated track, but I was like, I'm going to put Fool in the Rain on. The only thing that's a bummer about this is this isn't a true video because on YouTube this is just yeah. a, a static shot. Yeah. But it looks like it's a, a, a still of a monitor. Yes. And so yes. it does this footage exist somewhere yeah. of him playing. That would be great. Because it looks like that's what this still image is of. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's it's not over yet, it's just skipping the um, Yeah. You can hear this is the little salsa you part. The salsa part. Yeah. He's just waiting. That salt that's yeah. insane. I think for me too, now you're like, who knew John Bonham could play salsa? Because yeah. <laughs> you just don't associate him with that yeah. he would play this. Yeah. That's why I love the song. Yeah, people think of like when the levee breaks and yeah, uh, those which really, I also love. Yeah. I love when the levee breaks. He was good. Yeah, he was way good. Yeah. Was he only like thirty when he died? He was mad he was, young. Yeah, he was yeah. young. Not drugs, but drinking. Right? Did he drink himself to death? I. I think it was one of the things where he aspirated on his own uh, oh, yeah, moment yeah. from being so drunk. Yes. He was a big yeah, he was, he was a big alcohol. Yeah. My favorite part of the whole song is coming up very, very soon. Yeah. And when it goes back into yes. the Yeah. Yeah. I mean another example, this is exhausting. Yeah. I mean oh, yeah. Is to play that tiring stuff. To play it drunk? Drumming in general. Like, I'll air drum to one yeah. song and be like, oh, I don't have anything left in me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to lie down. Did they end it? it you no, know, I think it's still going to oh, yeah. go into the... Or maybe not. Yeah, it looks like the... Oh, that was it. Now. So we didn't hear my favorite part. Yeah. No. That's okay. We, we, we got the idea. Yeah, it goes into the... The, the same yeah. thing as the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's so satisfying. Oh, it's so it's satisfying. Sad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Such a good song. Fuck any person who doesn't like it. Yeah, I didn't realize that people don't like. That I know, song. like, like, like I'm when I'm. It's too poppy. For it's some too of poppy. They're yeah. like, is that real rock and roll? Oh, whatever. Shut you up. know, it's not. You know, <laughs> it's not stairway. It's a great. Oh, I never need to hear yeah. "Stairway to Heaven" as long yeah. as I live. Uh, okay, um, let's learn a little bit more technique here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have a lesson from Charlie Persip. I don't know that person. Not a famous name, but he's a he's a jazz drummer who mm-hmm. played with a lot of the greats. He played with in a group with Ron Carter for years. Oh yeah, Ron Carter's uh, great. He played. He got started in Dizzy Gillespie's band. He played with Dinah Washington and Sonny Rollins, and uh, and then uh, later he became like a music professor. So he's a mm. teacher, and he's just one of those. 
played with everybody kind of session guys. Oh, cool. Uh, and he's going to teach us about a specific way of drumming. <gasps> drumming with brushes. I love drumming with brushes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yes. me too. I love some brushes. So he's just gonna he's just gonna riff for a little while, cool. and he's gonna talk about how you play with with uh, brushes. Not enough brushes in, in, in drumming. I think when people think of jazz drumming, yes. what they're what they're thinking of yeah. is playing with brushes. That. Yeah. Yeah, man. Swing feels. Yeah. With Charlie Person. That's a great name. Oh, he's awesome. <laughs> Just stirring it. Yeah. Yeah. And you like think he's doing nothing because his brushes. Yeah, it's and it's so, so subtle. subtle. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's so subtle. He's like, no, he's doing a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's just that cool. Yeah, that's what makes cool jazz cool. You also have to be so like, especially as a drummer, you got to be like, there's finesse. Uh, yeah. yeah, and you have to. It's it's discipline of like, I'm not gonna go crazy. This is the opposite of what Jay Maskus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like it's like I'm gonna be understated. Mm-hmm. I may want to like go off a little bit here, but I'm not going to. Yeah, you're just kind of coloring it. Yeah. I love that sound. Oh, it's so soothing. Yeah. So good. It, it just invokes such a vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, an upright bass with brushed drums. Oh, yeah. Is, uh, yeah. A nice smoky bar. Drinking a scotch. It's funny, I've never seen like a technique like this where he's like literally brushing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've seen it used, I've seen brushes used like sticks, mm-hmm. but not like this where he's like at times literally brushing the skin. Like a lot of hand drums, like conga playing has a lot of where you're literally just like sort yeah. of smoothing your hand around the skin in a similar way. That's real interesting. Uh, like a brush book. Yeah, you can't really you can't teach the technique yeah. behind this project. So we wanted to see what that move was that you were doing. Okay, now this is the this is the symbol the symbol rhythm, which is, is bang bang dang dang dang. But as opposed to doing it uh, using the brush as a stick, like yeah, that's what I yeah. Because I like to use the swish of the brush, so I, so I, and I use that little zip. So I'll do it very slow. So like this, the tempo will be like one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. And oh, they're actually yeah. saying, God, that's genius. Yeah, so specific and so subtle. Yeah, and it's, I can see what he means. Like, yeah, you can't write 
how to do that. No, you, you need to show some. You can't you can't put that in a book and someone go, okay, here's how you do the zit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it doesn't work. It's it's gotta come from just like yeah, you need to being on the and drums and, and messing around with the sounds and going, Oh, this sound I like. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but the more of these videos we watch, the more we become experts at how to I drum. mean, we're really good at drums now. If either of us sat behind a kit right now, we'd I mean, just be able to do it. We'd fucking just kill it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the drummer we love to talk about. Yes, let's talk about Quest Love. Yeah. The, mu- the, the human music encyclopedia. The human music encyclopedia. Yeah. Yeah. Who, hey, fun fact, was a drummer, is a drummer. Is a drummer. Yeah. On the Roots. Yeah. Um, and this is my favorite Roots song. Oh, okay. Love this song. Uh, it it comes hard, and again, for me, it's one of those like Fool in the Rain. This song is amazing because of Quest. Because of the drums, the rap is great. This is them playing live on Letterman, and so it's this way is good. this is them on a late night show before they were the house band. Yes. of the Tonight. Show. Yes, so this is probably this song came out. I think the mid two thousands, mm-hmm. maybe two thousand five. Which song is it? Here I come. Here I come. It is. Have you know Here I Come? Uh, maybe you if I hear, it, hear it, not by name. Yeah. It's way hard. Way to hear Questlove just bang on these drums. <laughs> this will get you amped. Yeah. Our next guest are a uh, Grammy award-winning band whose uh, new CD is entitled "The Game Theory." Please welcome. Oh, 2006. Back, uh, yeah. The Roots. Yep. Yeah. This gets me so hyped. I mean, honestly, if it was just Questlove and Black Thought, just the two of them, I mean, honestly, yeah. yeah, they are really amazing. But these guys are so not, cool. Not to take away from the rest of the band. No, like they're the real, the the, the core. And they look so cool in their shirts. Yeah. They're actually speeding uh, it up a little bit compared to the over. Yeah. yeah. The studio version is a slightly slower. This is a little more amp. I mean, it's a lot like that James Brown yeah. beat that Sheila E. Was yeah, exactly. It's that it's that yeah. standard punk. I feel like I, I might not even be right, but I'm like, oh, there's nothing Questlove can't play. I'm sure no. there's stuff he can't really, but in my head, I'm like, oh, he can play anything. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And the whole band, too. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what they do now. They're a yeah. house band. They're a house band who plays uh-huh. everything. Yeah, that's their yeah. job. But I feel like we're less love, like, like, we have a drumming emergency. Can you fit in and do this? And he's like, yes. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I got it. Yeah, I love listening to Questlove talk about it. Oh my god. For de- even just aside from his like amazing stories. Yeah. Just listening to him talk about music. Yeah. And even like so unpretentious about it. Like there's stuff that he just is like pure pop and he's like, this is awesome. I love it. Yeah, he's a music nerd. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have to like love the obscure. Right. He just likes what he likes yeah. and I appreciate that. Also, one of those guys. We like, you know, you could bring up any obscure thing. Yes, and he'll know about it. Yeah, and have the right opinion. Yeah, I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We've said this before. Anytime Questlove says something, we go, yes, yeah, yes, absolutely, <laughs> sir. You are correct. Yeah, yeah. But I love, I love that they're a house fan. Yeah, I mean, it's, br- I mean, talk about a great gig. 
I wish that they were a house band on any other late night show. I understand why. Yeah. I understand why. I wish they were paired with a different host. Yeah. Uh, like if they were on Colbert or or Seth oh, yeah, or yeah. something, I would, I mean, I would I can, much I, rather tune in. But I can understand yeah. that. There's a great thing they've done a couple times, a clip I almost used, because one of our great drummers is a young man named Justin Bieber. I've heard he's a good drummer. He is a good drummer. I mean, no he's joke, started, he's he, a good drummer. Yeah. He started. There are clips on YouTube of him drumming when he was yeah. four years old. Yeah. He's already good. Yeah. Uh, so there have been a couple times where he'll be a guest on the Tonight Show, and he and Questlove will do like drum offs. Oh, that's pretty cool. And those are cool. Oh, yeah. look at that! I have like a weird fantasy where I want Justin Bieber to just be like, I quit pop music, and then just form a band, like as a band leader, yeah. where it's just like the Justin Bieber band, but he just plays drums. He doesn't sing. He doesn't or sing. He doesn't. He's lead. just the drummer, Dave Clark Five style. I mean, it's not a horrible idea. Yeah, because that's how he got started, and then that's amazing. Yeah. I think I'll bet you there's a piece of him that's just like, I just want to play drums, man. <laughs> I bet you at one point he gets older, he's like, you know, fuck this. Yeah. Fuck all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still too young now to say fuck it all. Right, right, right. Uh, okay. In the 70s, people said that John Bonham was the best drummer mm-hmm. ever. Led Zeppelin fan said that. Yeah. But when Playboy did a poll of its readers for the best drummer ever, someone else beat John Bonham in the poll. Mm-hmm. And Led Zeppelin fans were furious. (laughs) And this is one of those things where, like, Star Wars fans are furious that Annie Hall won Best Picture in 1977. It was like, Annie Hall is better than Star Wars, guys. You're just nerds. Yeah. Uh, I don't really get that mad that the winner of the Playboy poll is Karen Carpenter. I mean, you shouldn't get mad at that. That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I hated the Carpenters when I was little. Oh, yeah. I love the Carpenters now. I still don't like them, but I understand why. Because they're... Karen has, like, the most beautiful yeah, voice she, ever. Yeah, yeah. But she was not a singer. She was a drummer first. See, now here's funny. I've heard that. Yeah. I've never heard her play, so I'm way excited. This is, this is going to be a very interesting clip for yeah. you. She started playing drums in high school. She started on the glockenspiel. <laughs> and she was like, this sucks. I want to play real drums. Yeah. So one of her classmates taught her to play drums. And she was just good at it. She became wow. a drummer. And when the Carpenters started, she was just their drummer. And she sang their songs, but she sang from behind the kit. Now, when you were talking about Sheila E. Yeah. And I said, we're going to look at someone oh, later yeah. who has the same story. Uh she would sing the songs, but she would play from behind the kit. But when they'd play live, she was so short mm-hmm. that, like, no one could see her. And the record company was like, yeah, there's no... She's she's singing, but there's yeah. no one up front because she's not the front person. And it's not really working yeah. visually. So the rest of the band was like, you gotta, you gotta put the drumsticks down and go out in front and sing. Wow. So, so she sort of, sort of stopped drumming and focused yeah. on singing. But she would do a thing where she would have, like, different percussion set mm-hmm. up around the stage. So she would get to sort of go from spot to spot. She'd kind of get a fix. She would have, like, a bit where yeah. she would play all the drums. So, that all being said, in 1976, they did, a, like, a TV special mm-hmm. called The Carpenter's Very First TV Special. Aptly named. Well, well put. And uh, they did a little feature of Karen Carpenter's drumming. Mm-hmm. They introduce it with a little comedy sketch. Oh, we love a where little she explains, 70s comedy sketch. Where she explains about how she got started on the glockenspiel and then transitioned over. This will be delightful. Which is a true story. 
That's fascinating. But this is very 70s variety yeah. show, cheesy sketch. Oh, good. And then it just goes into her going ham <laughs> on the drums and fucking kicking ass. Oh, this is going to be great. Yeah. But no singing from her here. Just I had drumming. I had no idea that she uh, did drum. I like I wonder if she did it in the st- Oh, wait. I see what's what's going on here. Not a big fan of marching band music. No, it's not the greatest. (laughs) Is there anyone that's a fan of the... The John Phillips season? Yeah. The one stand for John Phillips season. Oh, there's the wacky, so she's behind the gun. John Denver. John Denver for some reason. Why not? Oh my god. This is hokey. <laughs> Girls don't play drums. Wait, so she gave him a kiss and she got the drum? Yeah. So look at uh, this. Now nah, we're going to get into it. This is fascinating. (laughs) Again, I'd only heard and I didn't really know. I wonder if she played in the studio for them. Oh, yeah, she did. So she was. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine. I think on later albums, less and less, Mm -hmm. but originally, she was their drummer. Where's she going to now? I mean, the music is still hokey as hell, but uh, she is good. She's at the kit. She's way happy. Yeah, this is what she wanted to yeah. be doing, you know? It was just her curse that yeah. she had a voice like Velvet. Yeah. <laughs> wow. She's holding it that, like, classic, like, jazz, jazz style. Jazz style, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't remember how, what that... There's, no, like, man. standard and then yeah. side saddle or whatever. Side saddle. Western style. Yeah. I don't West know. <laughs> She's got like, uh, the, she's got the percussioning. Latin. Yeah. I hope that there was a thing where she told NBC or whatever, like, okay, we'll do your special, but I get five minutes of yeah. the drum solo, and if you don't like it, just call Sonny and shit. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do my drum stuff. If you don't like it, you can fuck off. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure they're like, no, 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 yes. What do you need? Yeah. I'll need six different stations <laughs> to play my drums. Yep. You have it, Miss Carpenter. I need five different sizes of wood blocks. Yes. I need. That's, or I walk. Yep. Oh, back to the kid? Yep. Standing up. Oh, now where's she running to? Just Tom Circle. Uh, yeah. I like a Tom Circle. What are you, Neil Pert? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I love seeing her play. Deserves a better musical interlude. Well, it's still the Carpenter. Yeah. It's oh. not like all of a sudden she's going to... Oh, now they're doing some um, Hollywood magic. Yeah, she's playing everywhere. She's playing with herself. Wow, look at that. It's like an outcast video. <laughs> <laughs> all Carpenters all over the place. Yeah. This is a little cooler now. Yeah. The stupid clarinet covering it all up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's very 70s. Yeah. But in all the right ways. I mean, is there any music more 70s than the Carpenters? True. I mean, really. In its way. It must have been amazing, like, someone in the 70s going to see the Carpenters and not know, only knowing that they had hits. Yeah. And then going, and what you, what, what's Karen doing? What, was she going to play drums now? Yeah, I was reading about it and from I think she did this like at their live shows. You know what that I'm saying? That makes sense because yeah. it's like you're all her only chance. Right, because once they put her back out front, they're like, we're just going to have someone else on drums. Yeah. You've got to be out front. Your white people are coming yeah. to see the group. You've got to be visible. Yeah. But we'll give you this space we'll give to you do your moment. thing. Yeah. yeah. People are saying, like, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, she knows what she's doing. Oh, it. well, yeah. I mean, it's a fascinating sliding door of if they had just been like, that's nah, fine. She can play the drums and sing at the same time. We don't care. Yeah, or if she, it, or if she just couldn't sing yeah. and was just the drummer for the yeah. Carpenters they maybe weren't wouldn't have been as big I don't think so she wouldn't have been as big no. but she might have been happier yeah, yeah. exactly yeah that's yeah, a fascinating slide yeah so uh, Karen Carpenter great drummer yes recognized yeah yeah uh, okay we've got one clip left yes another singer who you don't think of as a drummer no who I had heard was a drummer yeah and then just kind of like forgot about it and so uh, we uh, started doing this and I was like oh let's see if Stevie Wonder has any drum solos and you found one and I found one yeah which is a good segue to our next week's episode this is uh, from 1982 yes so I'm assuming it's going to be like I just called to say I love you no that was a little later you rap bastard yeah it was uh, 84 something like that yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, this yeah. is him uh, I mean it's it's fascinating because you know obviously they have to take him to the drum set right and you're just like what's going on and then you see it and you're like Holy shit. Yeah. He's just killing it. And it's like, yeah, it makes sense because he played all the drums on his albums. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, look, obviously I know that Stevie Wonder is a musical genius. Yeah. But if he's if he's a prince, like, he can play every instrument, I didn't know that. I don't think it's necessarily... Every instrument. Every instrument. Like, I don't think he really plays guitar. And yeah. I don't... I think he knows bass but doesn't play bass because when he did all... Like, he... Those, especially those albums in the 70s yeah. he did all the music for it but it's basically drums and various uh, piano synth yeah. clavichord sure I know that he played all the keys all the keys I so didn't know that he yeah. played drums at all so I think he's just doing I think on his albums it's mostly just all keys yeah and then uh, drums but this is just a Stevie Wonder drum solo Stevie Wonder drum solo alright I'm not even I don't even know what song starts before this. It's just him riffing. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Which is great because that's people are like, okay, Stevie just called, he wants to play the drums. Yeah. So. Also, I don't think I've ever seen Stevie with an afro before. Oh, really? Yeah. He had many different looks. Later on, then he had uh, he had uh, dreads for a little, not, uh, braids. Braids. Bra- yeah, I just think of him with the braids. Okay. I love how people are like, why? Oh, <laughs> this is happening? I also love how they're like, set the drums up. Set the drums up. Yeah. Come on, get it going. Superstition. I think they're vamping on superstition. I think that's what goes into it, but I didn't know what was going before. All right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think what we've taken away from this episode, except for the fact that we've now mastered the drums. Yeah. That we're experts. Yeah. Everyone's happy on the drums. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's just real psyched to be on drums, man. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's like just in a good mood, like, yeah, I get to do some fun stuff. I wish <laughs> I wish I could play drums. Yeah. Also, um, I mean, it's a it's a hard instrument to like lug around. To oh prep. yeah, We're, you gotta get your parents to give you permission to have them. You gotta have like an area of the house that you can play them yeah. in. I mean, if uh, you have kids, if either of your kids were like, "Mom and Dad, I want to play drums," I would. Well, Theo kind of mentioned it. Yeah. Because he starts, he's been taking sax lessons for a couple of minutes. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I think the drums would be really cool. And I was like, I I think it would be cool. We we don't have the room. And we, where you, I was like, how are you going to practice? You're just, you're just a nuisance. You're playing loud. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, we didn't even have a garage when I was growing up. We, lived, we had a pretty small house and there wouldn't have been anywhere to yeah. put them. Yeah. You'd have to... I'm like, well, you gonna play in your room? Yeah. You know, or oh, I was like, or you play like there's those pads, practice pads. Oh yeah, but that's like, not satisfying. Who wants to play on practice? <laughs> you can't even hear it. You know. I, it, it was fun. I, I wanted to play the bass, and that's yeah. what I played. But. I would. I love because it was the '80s. Yeah. I fucking loved electric drums. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought they were the coolest fucking thing. I love bands that had electric drums yeah. or electric percussion where they're just guys or, or females just standing there playing electric drums. Yeah. And uh, I had a friend in high school who was a drummer. <clears throat> really great drummer. More into the rock and roll stuff. And in his basement, he had electric drums. Then he's like, I don't ever play these. And I would just go over and I'd just like bang out the crap out of them. Because <laughs> he just like real drums. Yeah. Yeah. But that was uh, that, that was Stevie Stevie, Stevie on the drums. drums. Who who knew? What? Well, you did. I did. I knew. But that's it for this episode of Music Raygun. 
Music Raygun is produced and hosted by me, Paul Champanelli. And me, Kirk Pinjohn. Our Music Raygun theme music is by Bagweed. Our credits music is Raygun by Bad Bad Not Good and Ghostface Killer. To see all the music videos we featured in today's episode, check out musicraygun.com. If you like Music Raygun and you know someone else who might like it, please tell them about us because word of mouth is the best way to share the show. Until next time, see ya! Yeah.